Give the record a second and a chance to Hitting people like a scene of a maze And while they slipping back, my feet is planted in the pavement Crumble like I never do So now I'm looking dead at you What are you gonna do? You listen to the knowledge of a scholar You say how I breathe, tell them how I holler I'm the E-double, and I proclaim my name Straight up, good gang, peep saw game I'm like a rhino, running through the roughest pack They figure I'm a trigger happy nigga So they step back, breathe the microphone is food lasts the longest, so news is strong. It ain't a game that's plain to see. You listen to the sounds of breathe. There ain't a future in your front. I never got caught with a key, though. And if you ever do, yo, and that would be with me, yo. Serve it in a Cherokee, and maybe it's a Geo. Black on black bend, so we'll get it up for me, yo. Never have to worry about my posse getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo, TV, pop the trunk. Cause we don't go for playing, wanna play the rapper ball. When I'm on the mic, I ain't for playing, not at all. Cause I clock 10 G's a week, booming at my peak. Always see each sober, but I do get geek. I can give you a job, a place to eat. Hardy, meet your homeboy, Marty, at a B.O.B. Party taking over, barking like a dog named. I'm picking circles like a four-leaf clover. Ain't biting words on the mic, but they some cobras. Turn out these saying egg breeders get no. I'm the B, the R to the double E-G. And down with my homie G-A-S-N-O-E. And suckers cause I'm static cause they still be disagreeing. I don't give a cause I'm from F-L-I-N-T. In a city where Petey runs slow. If you ever shoot through my city, now you know. Cause we a strictly business and we also got a pride. And if you don't like it, I suggest you break wide. Suckers thought he looking for the ammo and he wired. Thinking that illegal is the best for so he dying. I ain't got time to see a thing thing now. To give up all his money and to give up what he got. That's the way I am and see cannot be different. Never change the ways for the world or the government If it was the president, then I would stay fat You leave it up to me, I paint the White House black And ain't no future in your front Alright, welcome back to Detroit is Different Once again, I'm doing the podcast here with one of our bestest friends A visual artist, a thinker Somebody that knows me very well, Michael Willingham He does all types of art If you're checking what's going on with Detroit is Different Then you've been reading what's going on with different visions And seeing how the spirit of Detroit is His start in artistry and so many different things Whether it be blueprints, whether it be tattoos Whether it be airbrushing, whether it be right now He's doing a form of sneaker art that's very hip-hop that's very organic that's just so detroit as he's preparing for the show at bob's classic kicks that's gonna be tonight and i'm gonna be there my man jp jaren's in the background right now of this interview how you doing mike what up though what up though you call me michael rose for short yes 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 yep yep real quick i want to throw a shout out to my state lace guys uh show us down at bob's classic kicks tonight from eight to one we gonna have uh, some live performances, rapping. I think it's gonna be some um, some poetry too. It's pretty much open mic, but yeah, it's gonna be other guys down there that does art and you right. know, got their right. little setups together. So shout out to them over there. 
Yes, yes. And unless you're going to have that DeLorean that my man had with the doc, you're going to have to go back in time. But you're going to get some of the witnesses because I'm going to catch some footage. I'm going to be down there rocking with my man JP, seeing him rock, do his thing. I don't know what song he's going to do, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be something fly, something dope, as this hip-hop is a big part of the artistry. And when I think about hip-hop and artistry and visual arts and somebody that likes it, it's now you expanding and getting into production of hip-hop. How much is hip-hop an inspiration for your visual art? Well, um, I grew up with hip-hop for the most part. You know, when I was younger, the first things I was listening to was like MC8, Spice One, you know, all of the, the gritty, the, you know, the gangster rap type stuff. So I kind of, you know, grew up with, with hip-hop. You know, it's a little older than me or whatnot, but that, that makes it, you know, pretty much an uh, integral part of everything I do, you know, from my life to my art to whatever. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty much the inspiration. Okay. Do you remember the first tape you had? Cause we going back old school. <laughs> I can tell you. I can tell you this much. I remember uh, going to cop a breed tape from uh, the liquor store, like two corners over, uh -huh. as a young guy. So I, that that was pretty memorable. Breed, breed. Which which album was it? Was it the one with "Gotta Get Mine" on it? Um, ain't no future in your front. Oh man, that's that the DMC, the original. Yeah. Okay, MC Breed, as we know, uh, one of the homies that passed along, and one of the guys in this hip hop thing from Flint, Michigan, that I met along my journey as a rapper, that always was encouraging. He say, "Keep grinding, stay creative, stay working at it." You know, he made this hip hop thing seem so real for everybody, and we definitely related to what was going on with "Ain't No Future in Your Front." So as we move forward and beyond that, what? Yeah, God bless the day. By the way, yeah, all day, all day. What uh what brought your family to the city of Detroit? Brother, I couldn't even tell you. I my family's just been in Detroit for as long as I can remember. Uh my great grandmother was from uh Montgomery, Alabama. Okay. So uh, you know, somewhere mid nineteen hundreds or whatever, they they got up here. Okay. All right, now as we go through with that journey, where did they live going on, like coming back? Or how far can you track where your family lived in the city? Um, I mean, it was a couple spots east and west, but, uh, you know, 12th Street, Glendale, that's really, really the rock for me. And um, that was as long as I could remember. My dad, my uncles, you know, uh, when they were younger, they were at the same location. So, at, you know, that's at least 40, 50 years. Yeah, yeah. And it's not that many blocks away from where I'm at, which the neighborhood has changed a whole lot. What What do you think is the difference from when you were a child to today? It's crazy. Like, um, I don't know. See, I, I look at the pictures from, you know, them days and, you know, they kind of like got a little white misty haze over it. Almost looked like a dream type thing. Mm -hmm. it, it seems like I remember life really looking like that out my eyes. It didn't, it, it was trees in front of every house and it was a house next to every house you know that type of thing so um you know crime always been the crime but neighborhoods were neighborhoods back then you know kids was out playing in the streets you know i was out in the streets running around all day long never was really in the house i was in the video games and stuff but for the most part i was outside you know running around with the with the ruffians in the hood Okay. Now, how has that affected your artistry, just seeing the transition of a neighborhood like ours? Well, I mean, it's it's kind of like beauty and a destruction, so to speak. It's You can get a certain pain from it, you know, and putting that into the art usually pulls out something great, you know. 
Teddy yeah. Bear Tied Up, for instance, you know? Uh-huh. It's one of my favorite tracks you got. I actually got a got a piece that I'm uh, displaying tonight that's, you know, pretty relevant to that, so. Uh-huh. Now, as we as we talk a little bit about that transition and you as an artist, when did you make a commitment to say to yourself, okay, artistry is something that I want to do? Well, uh, if I can turn back the hands of time, as anybody would say, I definitely would have gotten into it earlier. But I've all, I've always done art my whole life, but I didn't realize that I could actually turn that into an opportunity to provide for myself you know, not work for nobody for the rest of my life until I got unemployed. It was like, um, I'm going to say 2010, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, I I met a guy who pretty much needed some, you know, some work done or whatnot. You know, a mutual friend had put us together or whatnot, and uh, he was serious about it. And we, you know, wrote up a contract. And got it done And right then and there I realized You know I, I could probably take this seriously And make something out of it And ever since then You know Had my foot on the gas And it's been nothing But a blessing to me Okay So what are some of the Visual artists Or other people In this community That inspire you Who are some of the people That you look to and say Alright I like that stuff I like what this is going to I like the feel of this That keep you going I mean To be honest with you Really nobody I don't really I kind of stay in my shell When I'm in go mode So I kind of I kind of don't pay attention to that But All in the same Just my whole life experience Is the inspiration You know It, it is friends of mine That I do have That has art And Just to recant on that a little bit My cousin James Michiel James Shout out to him He's uh, one of the dopest artists I know So uh, you know him and him and I communicate regularly, so I'm always dropping stuff on him. He dropping stuff on me, so I I could say that we kind of bounce back off each other with mm-hmm. that. But yeah, he he's he's real dope, man. Okay, all right. Now, what's your favorite form as far as you do a lot of different forms of artistry? What's your favorite form to express artistry right now? Probably the ink pen. Uh huh. So it's a very permanent thing. So I kind of like the idea that there's no such thing as a mistake. You know, if it's a mistake, you got to work it in. Uh-huh. So, you know, I like I said, I, I like the the idea of that. It's kind of like life, you know, and you can't erase anything. So, uh, I don't know. It it, it kind of makes makes you refining, you know, your craft. Okay. Now, if you say the ink pen, what is it that drew you to that? Even your first image. What was the first image that you drew with the ink pen as you go and say to yourself, all right, this is what I want to do. And that is definitely something that is going to challenge you because you can't make the mistake. Well, my cousin James, he he was drawing in pen, you know, for a long time. And, you know, it was all right to me. But at a certain point, I was drawn to the the contrast of the lights and the darks, you know, with the ink pen, you get a very, very dark value of the black, you know, and uh-huh. I was drawn to that. But all in the same, he, I would see him, his textures from dark to light would be just like crazy. So at that point, I dropped a pencil, picked the pen up, and it really wasn't even a test. It was just something I said I was going to do, and I just did it, and I just never went back. You know, I just I love the ink pen. Okay. All right. What's your favorite piece from your ink pen? Right now, probably, um, I'll probably say the murder bear. Okay. All right. And then what inspired you to make that? Um, Really, your song, Teddy Tied Up. Uh Uh, My cousin, Tay Will, shout out to him. 
he got a song, you know, uh, that references the the bears on the corner. Uh-huh. You know, it's symbolizing a, a child or a young young person being killed, mostly slain by violence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he had dropped his line in that. And then uh, and comedian CP, his first uh, DVD, uh, he said he said a line in his comedy talking about the murder bear. And uh-huh. that's, you know, that's what kind of where I got the, the title from that. You know, I borrowed that from him. So shout out to CP. Yep. All right. And as you talk about CP, it's kind of like a connection of the artistry and different forms connected to your inner circle. Guys that graduated from Cast Tech, it's like MJ the Don. We were listening to him just a moment ago as I was setting everything up. You got CP. It's kind of a constituency of people that went through Cast, graduated from Cast, connected to people to Cast like me. Um, how has that network stayed together for so long over the years, being that we graduated over than 10 years ago? Well, shout out to MJ to Don, you know. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, him him and CP, they went to uh, Mumford mm-hmm. together, you know what I mean? And, you know, they, they've been real cool for a long time. So, you know, back in back in the high school days when we used to hit the parties and stuff, we, we used to click up back then. And um, pretty much with me and MJ – it, it was a big block of time to where I ain't, I ain't really, you know what I'm saying, hear from him or he ain't hear from me. And I kind of see him out or whatever or, you know, just some little stuff. And then one day uh, he had hit me up talking about a project for his album cover because, you know, I, that's when I really, like I said, I was getting out here. I knew this was what I was going to do. So uh, he got at me. He came through. We chopped it up, figured out the project. And after that, you know, me and, me and him been back on, you know, like old days. So it was really no love lost. It's just... You know, he was out doing this thing. I was doing mine. He was just growing up, you know. I feel that. And, you know, that that whole, like, network, like I say, I think a whole lot of it kind of is through cast, though it's all interconnected. It's, definitely, it's definitely through cast, which is which is funny, you know. It's it's a lot of people that never went to cast, but yeah, like me. you would be like, <laughs> oh, then he, he was always with everybody, you know. I, I, had, a, I had homies... Every high school in the city, you know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. it was it was all good. All of them used to be up there. So yeah, I mean, it was it was a reason you go to cast because the girls at cast generally drew the guys, but then you get cool with some of the dudes from cast that was cooling still down. As we look at like what Tom Found is doing, we look at so many other people like just in that generation that graduated either like the end of the 90s or early 2000s and you still see them in passing and be like hey what up though you know and then it's that network kind of connected as we still stay connected through the crew which brings me to the shirt you're wearing right now with the brand and grind ave what's grind ave about well grind ave really you know it it's it's the lifestyle you know it's not Mm -hmm. Nothing really cliche about it. Everybody could relate to it. You know, it, it symbolizes a person working hard to get their money, a hustler, you know. Uh-huh. So um, you got to respect somebody that's going to that's gonna work to get theirs, how, however they do it, you know. So that's what really Grind Ave is about as far as, uh, you know, what it means. When did the vision come to you for the brand and to go into clothing? Well... I would say maybe four years ago. Um, you know I'm heavy into the shoes, so uh-huh. that that was part of the inspiration for that. I wanted to. Uh, I didn't really want to buy other people's clothes. You know, I wanted to stop buying the stuff that's out on the racks. And you know, I'm like, I can I can do do my own thing. So 
uh, it was also another way for me to showcase my artwork. So what I began to do is come up with these concepts for all the different Jordan releases, maybe some phone posits, a couple of those too. And I would I would make my own design up, mm-hmm. you know, get it get it on the shirt, whatever, post it on Instagram, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And the shoes was just coming out so fast, I was burning myself out. I mean, cause these designs wasn't no like I could do this in like two three minutes. This was I'm talking about hours into these designs and, and getting it all done, and I I just burnt myself out. So mm-hmm. I stepped back from it for a second, and I don't know. I ha- I had a vision of the G, you know, G Street. So from G Street, flipped into Grind Ave. So what I said I was gonna do now is instead of doing the, the shirts to match the shoes, because a lot of them had the actual shoe into the artwork. Like I said, it was it was crazy, you know. Maybe I'll take some of that down there with me today, too, just to show it off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I had to get out of that. So when I got into the grind dive, I just said I would take that, make these base colors that pretty much can match any shoe you got out. So... Mm-hmm started doing that then from that it turned into okay i could do some hoodies now so started doing the hoodies so after that it came into uh the collection that i'm working on now where i'm coming out with the the full jogging suits you know yeah the embroidery joints and the the polos those will be coming too so i'm working on getting that out and uh, a couple of other things hopefully get like some uh some fitted hats you know i'm real heavy on them so that should be uh, I say maybe summertime. I be ha- I had the polos out, and okay. in the fall I'll officially drop the jogging suits. You know they're they're almost there, but not a hundred percent yet. Okay, and a lot of the sensibilities is so weird. It's like I'm interviewing you, talking to you, but we so alike in the sense of like we from the same era, we from the same age, and you're doing urban and hip-hop clothing, but a lot of things are changing right now with urban clothing as far as like the way jeans are cut, the way the... the I don't the I don't wear none of these jeans, bro. I had this guy <laughs> called... I had this young guy call me old because I was wearing Jabos, but... You know, at the same time, he was wearing some pants that was a little fitted around his legs, and he had to sag them for him to, you know, I'm, my pants was upright on my hips, you know, and they they fit me fine. So I don't know, I just don't, I don't, I don't like it, and it, that's the reason why Granddad was born too, because I can wear what I want, it's uh-huh. what I like, and it, you know, it, it's it's for people that. That's like me, you know, it's, like yourself. I like yep. relaxed urban wear. Yep. And it's so it's so funny that you talk about that. It's we like Jabot so much that Michael text messaged me anytime he finds out it's like, hey, this place got the Jabot shorts you want. Cause we just know The coldest short ever. Period. <laughs> so it's almost like you you searching through something like go here, go there. And it'd be like these little urban boutiques along the way. Mm-hmm. Whether it be like on seven mile or it'd be on six mile or you'll be somewhere and it's like, hey, they got this and they you know you want that. Because a lot of urban clothing is changing as the generations are happening. It's sort of like I guess what it was happening when my dad was growing up and then dudes was starting to come in with the jerry curls from the naturals. And then it was like, you know, you still had them dudes that rock the naturals like my pops that didn't do the jerry curl and then the jerry curl to the fade. It's like we watching it before our eyes. The change of like this culture and the transition of it, but you still come with something with grind ab that's fresh, that's new for the cats in my generation to wear where we don't feel like we gotta buy 
I don't know, you know, we we in Van Houston buying nothing but uh, <laughs> golf clothes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if if you want to know what jeans is hot, all you gotta do is listen to the radio. You know, these these guys will tell you what they wearing. Uh huh. But you know, like I said, it ain't it ain't no no knock to that. It just ain't that important to me. My shoes are more important. You know what I'm saying? I throw some jogging pants on and uh-huh. then throw on the grind out top. So my hat, I don't really care about the jeans like that. I just like how Jabos fit. If they had another jean that was like a Jabot fit, I would rock with it. Yep. Now, as you talk about the, the fit of the jeans and then so much of it in the feel, 90s hip hop deals with the hip hop and a lot of it deals with the kicks. You are one of the sneakerheads if there ever was a sneakerhead and you lost like most of your collection man uh, yeah brother i i mean i would say this everybody who has had a serious collection can attest to that everybody i know has took an l when it came to their collection everybody it ain't nobody exempt from that that i know okay so what is it about the shoes that draws you in as i remember i hosted this event it was a documentary about oh, yeah. sneakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The smack you with the gum soul guy. Yeah, that, that, Bones Malone. Yeah, yeah, Bones Malone. So, what is it about being a sneakerhead in the hip hop culture that ties to basketball too? Because a lot of this goes straight to basketball kicks, but then they become casual and then they become fashion statements too. At the end of the day, this all starts from the neighborhood. It's urban driven, flat uh-huh. out. I yep. mean, it, you can see it. Uh huh. So what what kicks do you think that if you're gonna start to start like a collection of uh, having kicks is Bob's classic kicks is hosting this hip hop event? What should you every well Stay Lace is hosting it, but they're using uh, Bob's, Bob's classic, classic kicks, kicks as okay. a venue. You know, so shout out to Bob's and shout out to Stay Lace. Okay, so what what kicks should every sneakerhead have? What would you start with? What's your starter kit for a collection? Well, I don't know because I'm I'm kind of funny because I. I'm not necessarily a sneakerhead, mm-hmm. and because I, I was, I won't. I'm picky with what I what I grab. You know, like Air Maxes. I don't have no Air Maxes. I got a couple uh, pair of Air Force Ones. My collections is main is mainly Jordans and Iversons. That's what I wore. That's all I wore, and it it really ain't gonna change. Well, I, I take that back. I got a couple pair of Lebrons, and I got some phone posits. But for the most part, I just like Jordans. That is okay. what it is. Iversons. The questions, those was my joints back in the day, so I rocks with them. You know, flight posits, phone posits, had them back in the day. So I guess it's, it, it kind of goes around that. I don't really care for a lot of the new shoes. They come out with a dope pair every now and again, and I get those. But I I just wear Jordans, and that's just, just me. Okay, so, what's your favorite pair? It's funny, but the sixes, I used to, I used to hate. They was uh-huh. the worst, and now they're my favorite pair. And uh, you know, I I customed a few pair of them myself. So yeah, I think the six. The it remind me of of like you know Batman. That was my favorite comic guy. And uh-huh. they, if you take that shoe and put it in all black, it looked like something he'll wear. You know what I'm saying? It looked like a Batman type shoe. It's real. It, it got the cuts of like the Batmobile or something. You know, so I don't know. I I kind of like that. It's a real real masculine looking shoe. Okay. All right. Now, as we talk about the Jordans and the connection to that and the connection to basketball, all of this is like hip hop culture. What's the what's the basketball connection you feel to most of these sneakers connecting to hip hop? Well, again, we all come from the same place. You you pulling out a, a gumbo of creativity. Some people play basketball. Some people rap. Some people do both of them. Some people do poetry. And I mean, 
it, the influence just it grows from there. I mean, I hate to keep saying the same thing, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. So it's it's all going to transcend transcend into basketball because this is where these people come from. Uh-huh. And now my homeboy, he rap. You know, I draw, he rap. My other homeboy play basketball, but uh-huh. you know, we are we are doing different things, but we came from similar pla- similar places. So we're doing similar things in how we how we dress and how we do our creativity, you know, yeah. all those type of things. So that that's that's really what it is. And, you know, the younger generations, they they have a little different style. So now you see that in the NBA, you know, what Russell Westbrook, he wears a lot of colorful clothing. He sure does. Sir. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's the example of that. Yeah. That's what it, it, apparently, you know, that's what was going around when. He was growing, you know, where where he came from. That's yeah. just a style. So he brought that to the league, and now that's what you have. Okay, now as we talk about bringing things to the league and coming full circle, talking about younger guys, what would you suggest to a younger artist that wants to get started and going into this whole journey as an independent artist? I mean, that's that's crazy because I I would even tell tell myself like I tell myself this all the time like older self is too late, but. Um, <laughs> It's something to get serious about early. And the reason I say that is because there's certain experiences you have to go through. You're not going to bypass those. So it's good to get get that out the way early, you know. And um, and you can really put your, put your all into it because at the end of the day, people going to put you down no matter how good you are. Certain things ain't going to go, you know, your way all the time. And it's just really you got you to gotta push through that. You know, yeah. you got to be strong about it. You got to know this is what you want to do because it's going to take some sacrifice. I mean, everybody don't have the same story. Everybody don't make it the same way. But at the end of the at the end of the day, everybody has some sacrifice to the road to where they got to. Okay. All right. With that being said, I'm going to wrap this whole thing up with my final two questions that I always ask. If you had to rename Detroit after one person. Who would, and and not rename Detroit? Rename Woodward after one Detroiter. Who would that be? Hmm. Even though I can, <laughs> I want to say Detroit Red. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> <Detroit>. <laughs> Malcolm X. You know that. That's my guy right Detroit there. <laughs> but um, with that, you will be the first person to say David Detroit Red. Yeah. And, and why do you think that his journey in life represents the Detroit journey? Well, when we talked about the spirit of Detroit, we talked about a warrior, and he was a by any means necessary type of guy, you know. Uh-huh. So sometimes it, it came to where you had to, you know, roll up your sleeve and get your hands dirty, you know. So. Uh, I, again, I think Detroiters are like that. That's that's our spirit. Okay. We're going to get it by any means. Okay. Which his story here definitely runs deep as his brother lived here and uh, leaving incarceration, he ran the mosque temple here in the city of Detroit. So most of his beginnings in the nation of Islam all track back to the city of Detroit. It's funny how many people track back to the city of Detroit. You know, as I'm, I'm learning more every day. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. I love this place, man. True. And the final question, if you were, as we sit one week away from, like, the biggest moxing match I've been interested in in a while, if you were going for a title match headed to the boxing ring, what song would be the song that welcome you to the ring? Hmm. I probably had to say something like Jeezy Amazing. Okay. 
Well, that's how we gonna start this interview, my brother. Young Jeezy definitely is a huge part, I say, of our like, uh, I don't know, our cruise experience or something. Like, so much of his career is definitely. the perpetual motion of us being wherever we was at in life. You know, so it's almost like Jeezy is the soundtrack to all of our friends. Is our friends connect to like me, you? So many of the other people I mentioned, it's like I'm gonna be forgetting people. Carl, Dewan, Phil, Casey, Zay, <clears throat> BJ, uh, LP. Yeah, everybody's everywhere, you know. Yeah, so it's, it's like it, it, it Tristan. It's it's at least I know I'm forgetting people. You know, I know there you go. Right, Gino, so all it, out Cali, Texas. Yeah, you know, Gino down uh, south. Yeah, it's Switzerland. Like, it's like what is it? It's probably like about fifteen to twenty five of us all, depending upon where we at and. That whole time, I would definitely say Jeezy first album to even Jeezy albums now, they in rotation anytime we in the same spaces. Yeah, I mean when I'm uh when I'm painting, when I'm drawing and all that, I really usually listen to Jeezy too. Uh-huh. He just uh cutting through whatever he's saying. He inspiring, you know. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Well, thank you, uh, sir. motivation. Thank you, sir. As I'm going to get ready for this Bob Classic Kick thing, I know you got a whole lot more to do. Oh, Can't yeah. wait to get this up on Tuesday. Detroit is different. Peace be.